I think I think DiCaprio should have won for Wolf of Wall Street way back when. I'm but. I'm actually not as into Wolf of Wall Street as some people. Um, I don't know. I th- I thought they could have cut it by about. I love that movie so hours. much. <laughs> uh, it's I don't know. It's yeah. It that appeals to a certain type of person that's just like look at all the money and cocaine and. <laughs> Yo, what are you trying to say about me, bro? I don't know. Just just thinking out loud. No. Thinking out loud. <laughs> Speaking of Ed Sheeran, not thrilled that I did that. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode two of Liminal Space, which is a place for change, a place for growth, a place where myself, Sam Bowen, and my co-host, Richard Gibson, are going to rant and rave and get it all out there. Try and talk to you about... uh Whatever we care about, we're gonna be better people when we come out of this. Hope that is the that is the hope. That's the goal. We want you to listen to this podcast and and in your liminal space, where you're traveling or walking somewhere, or even at home, comfy, cozy in your bed on this blustery winter day. Do you ever listen to podcasts just in your bed? Um, I listen to podcasts when I'm falling asleep. So really, you know, it's weird. Ever since I was a little kid, I. The way I fall asleep is I always listen to ESPN radio at night. Like, mm-hmm. when I was little, I had, a, like, an actual physical radio. Yeah. And I would tune it to ESPN You know radio. what I had? I had, I bought it from the dollar store, the, uh, and I had one of those little FM radios. Yeah, I had, like, a, like yeah. a CD player radio, and I would put it on ESPN radio. And uh, that's how. And now, now as an adult, because I've I've grown and changed in advance, <laughs> now I uh, put the radio app on my phone onto ESPN Radio. Wow, but that's I still, the twenty first century. So it's weird. Like it's weird if I'm like out somewhere or if I'm like you know not in my own comfortable space because like it's weird to be like, hey, does anybody care if I put on ESPN <laughs> Radio to fall asleep? Like it's it's a it's a strange phenomenon. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so listen, uh, take a listen. You know, we'd really appreciate any of our uh, any listeners uh, oh, at this absolutely, point. Anybody. Sure. Um, However, <clears throat> so speaking of ESPN, that's a sports company, of course. Um, so I want to talk about uh, Super Bowl. We yeah. we started with a Super Bowl preview, so we're going to talk about a little bit of a Super Bowl recap. Uh, Richard, what did you think of the game? Um, you know, honestly, I really thought I thought the game was kind of boring. No offense, I'm sure. It was a good. Offended. It was a good game. It was a good game. But I think, in terms of team spirit, the 49ers and Kansas City, I they feel like their 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 fan base and their presence is is a little lackluster compared to some of the other teams that were pining. I thought the Kansas City fans showed up pretty nicely. They seemed they seemed real loud there in Miami. Um, I was shocked by that. So I was I was at a party watching the game, and I get a text from Richard about I don't know like midway through the fourth quarter that's like this game sucks and I was a little surprised by that because Patrick Mahomes was in the middle of putting up you know this giant fourth quarter comeback which was not good enough for Richard um but I thought I thought it was a pretty interesting game I also wanted San Francisco to win and I think they had some BS calls that Kittle call was ridiculous with this with the stiff arm or the the pushing yeah that was just oh my goodness that was a dumb call I think and I think to be quite frank Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing at his best. He threw two that's, picks. That's legitimately like his worst game as a professional yeah. quarterback. And and I honestly think his O line uh, really carried him through a lot of that game. He was making passes, but he wasn't locked in. A lot of those passes were you know high catches, low catches. 
Um, whereas if you look well, both, at both those picks he threw, those were strictly on him. Oh, like, yes. You know, it's not like it's not like he didn't get help or anything. Like he he did not put the ball where it needed to be. No, not at all. And I think, and the same can. But we, if you look at Garoppolo, I think that he um, he was locked in. Like his all of his passes were were perfect. I feel like they he knew what he was doing, and then it, it just kind of fell apart at the end. A for little the bit. most part, I would agree with that, except for the fact that he threw that duck that got picked early in the first quarter. And I think you can mm. pinpoint that as perhaps the pivot point of the whole game because, based off that throw, uh, Kyle Shanahan started coaching very, very scared. Yes. And he, you can't it, do it. Was, uh, it was like a, it was almost – he threw that. I think they got he, scared. he lost his trust yeah. in Garoppolo to be able to, like, get into a shootout with Mahomes. Which is why, so San Francisco gets the ball with like two and a half minutes left before the half, and they mm-hmm. they get the ball at half, and it was 10-10 at the time, and he took it into the half, tied. He, yeah. You know, a, Belichick, for example, is the best person in the league at flipping the game right before half when he gets the ball back. Because that's a 14-point swing. Well, and that could have happened. Uh, that could have happened. They were very close uh, on a scoring drive right before the half started, and... I think that again, that was kind of another one of those those hits to the 49ers where it just it felt like uh, you know uh, they they got they got pushed back almost again and again that scared Shanahan and he started coaching in a way that was uh, probably not the best to to you almost wonder if he started thinking about that 28 to three loss to the Patriots when he was the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator of the yeah. Falcons. Yeah. And like you almost think if he started especially in the second half there, if he started thinking to himself like this can't be happening again. There right. this can't be happening again. And sure enough, it did. And I think it it was almost like a self implosion. I don't know if it's a self implosion because like credit where it's due, the Chiefs did put up twenty one unanswered. No, they did and I I mean shout out you know, Mahomes didn't have the best game, but he was still uh, he's a very impressive football player. Um, he's the he's best player in the world. QB. Yeah. He, he's going to be the first player to get 200 million guaranteed dollars as soon as he's eligible for an extension. Yeah, I mean, he and he broke the Madden curse. Oh yeah. He broke the Madden more curse. Notably, more, more, more notably. More yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I think it was a good eh, I I no. I don't think it was like the best game I've watched all season. It was better than 2 years ago, that's for sure. Yes. Um but I do think it shows that these teams uh are still a little young. They have a lot to learn and so I'm really excited for the future of the NFL as a whole. So real quick just before we move on, I do want to get your take on one thing. So I thought it was a pretty easy vote for the MVP. It should have been Damian Williams, right? Like the Chiefs running back scored the go-ahead touchdown, mm-hmm. then broke off that big mm-hmm. run late, finished with two total touchdowns and over 100 total yards. That's your MVP. Mahomes had a bad game. But Mahomes wins MVP, and it's only, it's because no other position is valuable besides quarterback now. That's, that's like where we're at with the league, right? <clears throat> I think a lot of pressure is put on the, the QBs. Um a lot more than maybe we realize, but no, I was upset. I when the game started, I was like, "Oh, Garoppolo's gonna get MVP," because he was, dude, he was locked in. Like, um, but no, well, uh, like you said, I think not enough attention is given to scores in the NFL. To be completely honest with you, uh, running backs. I mean, what when you look at the Bills, like Frank Gore. You know, he's destroying records. But if you're not 
that's not a common household name that you're going to hear if you're not super into yeah. into football. And I think, but you know, oh, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. I just, like, I think the way the league has evolved, it's like unless you have a quarterback, or unless you're like a diehard fan. Yeah, that's which is like Mahomes had no business being Super Bowl MVP, but here we are. Um, <laughs> such so anyway, is life. <laughs> such is life. Yeah, such is life. So. Football is over. We have seen another season come and go. Yes. Which brings us to this kind of weird time, right? Like it's snowing and gray and freezing and football is over. And it's like, what do we do with our time? What do we do with we our time, We watch movies. Richard? We watch movies, generally. <laughs> A lot of movies. Yeah, we do. I personally start uh, scouting baseball because I love baseball, but I'm like the only person under 30 who watches baseball <laughs> anymore. <laughs> baseball is not a millennial sport. No, no, people hate baseball. I love baseball, but I guess we won't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. because that's fine. But what we will talk about is we will talk about movies because it is officially award season. Yes, it we is. We wanted to talk about the Grammys last week. We ran out of time, um, but shout out to Billie Eilish. Yeah, and her brother, man, they swept. They swept. Richard likes Phineas more than Billie Eilish. I I would concur with that statement. I think that I'm glad Phineas, you concur. Well, well, Phineas. Uh, I mean, I Billie Eilish has come out and said it. He writes a majority of her music. I mean, they they you know work together. But I, I think, look, I'm not trying to take any credit away from him. I just think it's a touch weird that you are so pro Phineas. <laughs> Why? Because this is like like four days in a row. Richard has brought up Phineas to me, yeah, just out of the blue. Be like, did you ever just listen to his solo stuff? It's it's really good. <laughs> it it's, is better, good. it's better than where do we go? Where do we go when we fall asleep? I'm like I don't. I'm telling you, man. Like just if you just sit there and you listen to it, it's the lyrics. The mixing, mastering, everything in that is just like wow. He's incredibly talented. He's incredibly talented. I'm not taking it away. I'm just saying it's a like just if you listen to this podcast consistently, I guarantee you, Richard will continue to bring up Phineas. <laughs> it's just, it's just where we're at right now. I mean, maybe I'll also bring up, um, you know, maybe. I that's my number one artist right now. Though that's, dude. I can't uh, that's not. Fine. That's like, fine. I'm, that's fine. I'm just getting text when messages at like 3 a.m. <laughs> that's like, did you know this about Phineas? No, I didn't. When Ed I'm Sheeran put out, put out another album, I'll, uh, I'll maybe switch. Gears. I don't like Ed Sheeran simply for the fact that I thought it was so authentic, or not authentic, it was totally unauthentic that he was on Game of Thrones. I hated that. I don't like celebrity cameos like that in That TV was like shows. the I beginning don't. of the end of Game of Thrones was when Ed Sheeran Ed was Sheeran on. Was that was it. like like as soon as Ed Sheeran was in the the 7th season you were like, you know what? They're going to totally mess up the 8th season. Yeah, I I think well, I just like I said before, I don't like celebrity What was this uh, the movie uh oh Zoolander 2 when they had all the like and you're watching it and you're like, "Oh, Justin Bieber's in this movie." And it's just weird. I don't think that Musical celebrity. I don't like celebrity cameos in movies. Did you like Zoolander one? I loved Zoolander. Zoolander one was solid. That's a good movie. I so. never saw Zoolander two. I also never saw Anchorman two because I didn't. You've never seen Anchorman two. I had no desire to watch it because it's like you know it's the same. It's like Anchorman is a masterpiece, right? And like I don't want to watch them do a sequel of that just because <laughs> the studio can make money off. I of think it. that Anchorman two, like full disclosure, is better than Anchorman one. Blasphemy. I swear to God, <laughs> that's terrible. I'm not f***ing, dude. I swear, Anchorman Two is so funny. Like it's hysterical. Maybe I'll watch it. Okay, real quick. Um, 
since it seems like we're naturally heading into movies here, um, just back to the back to the Grammys real quick. What did you think was what did you think was the best album of the year? Like, what was your favorite album last year? Um, I don't know. That's that's a difficult question because I listen to a, a wide variety. That's good. You should of music. Um, Rich Brian. Do you know who Rich Brian is? He he, he went by Rich Chiga. I don't before. know. Before he put out an album. Um. And it was really good. And he was kind of breaking away. He's a he's a rapper, but he was kind of breaking away from, uh, you know, the the mainstream rap kind of what you talk about and getting into his own thing. Um, the album is called. Give me one second. I can't even think of what it's called right now. Uh, the album is called. Oh, uh, the sailor. And it was it was really good. It was a really good album. Interesting. Um, I uh, I really liked that Billie Eilish album. I loved Igor by Tyler the Creator. Yeah, that was a good. That album. was awesome. And I also loved. Um, do you know who Maggie Rogers is? No. Oh, Maggie Rogers. It's called uh, "Heard It in a Past Life." That was that was also fantastic. Really enjoyed that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's uh, it's got like a weird mix <coughs> of uh, it's like kind of like folk music, mm-hmm. but it's uh, she spent a bunch of time in. There's France, an up and coming so artist, got, like some like eat like dance music in it. It's it's a really? really it's yeah, it's a pretty singular sound. I saw this guy, this guy's music on YouTube, and his name's Zach Bryan. Um. And he had a, it was like one of those weird like nights where you're up to like 3 a.m. watching like YouTube videos and it like popped up on my recommended. And anyways, this guy's music, um, his name is Zach Bryan and I, he was a, uh, I think he's in like the, the Navy or something like that. He's from, he's a real Southern dude from Georgia. He's like in his 20s. And he put out this, this song called Heading South. I saw the YouTube video and the, the authenticity and like the, the way you, you just sat down with a guitar and played. Do you like country music? No, not typically, but this, it, it it's like, I like it because it's so authentic and real. Like, you can tell what he's saying is something that he means. It's not it's not country, you know, my truck broke, I'm drinking beers, like, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Like, he's a real Georgia boy, and it's, take a listen. If, if you typically don't listen to country, Zach Bryan, uh, heading south. It's a really, I, really good. I don't like country music at all, but... Uh, two years ago, I was watching the Grammys and I had no idea who Casey Musgraves was. And then I listened to Golden Hour because it won yeah. Album of the Year. And I will say that album is wonderful. That's she's got like the best voice I've ever heard. Yeah, some some of these old, not older, it, but some country artists still know what know what know what it's about. Yeah, you know. Well, back to the Oscars though. Back to the yeah. Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> Such a seamless transition. Back to the Oscars. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Oscars. Um, first of all, so what we should do, because we have the ability to edit this now, <laughs> is uh, we should probably pull Shout out up. to producer Mago. Yeah. <laughs> El Mago. Mago the producer, who makes it all possible. I'm going to pull up um, odds. I'm going to pull up betting odds. Okay. And we can, let's see if you would take these or not. All right. Yeah. Um, did you watch Uncut Gems? I didn't. He didn't. I didn't, and I'll tell you why. Because this is actually something else I want to talk about. I didn't, and I'll tell you why. 
The reason I didn't watch Uncut Gems last night is because I was covering the basketball game. Mm-hmm. There was a snowstorm. I'm sure you there guys saw that. There was a snowstorm. So I didn't get home. It took me like 40 minutes to get home because it was like a total whiteout. Yeah. So I didn't get home till like 1030. So at that time, all I had time to do was like take a shower and uh, uh, eat a bowl of cereal. Go of to course. bed. So, um, but I, over the last few years, I have become a huge believer in the... I need to get as close to eight hours of sleep a night as I possibly can. You're so an old man. I am. I <laughs> am. Um, but you know what? I feel great. Like, legitimately, true. I used to function on, like, five or six hours of sleep at most, and I just started. I was like, I'm going to just try to get eight hours of sleep. I can't tell you how much better I feel. I try to maybe get seven hours of sleep a night. Say I go I go to bed at like like midnight, right? Yeah. And then I'll wake up at I don't know, like eight thirty or nine. What is that, seven hours? I don't know. You said eleven thirty? no, I go to bed at midnight oh, or okay. twelve thirty. Yeah. I wasn't listening. Um so listen, I I uh I think this is actually a little bit of an interesting talking point because I'd like to get your take on this. So okay. like I I'm real particular about my sleep habits. Um, because I am a huge believer in the power of sleep, basically. So, like, I try my very best to get eight hours a night. So, like, I knew I knew I needed to be up by, like, 7 today because yeah. we were coming in. So, I was like, I need to get to bed by, like, 11, 11.30 at the latest. Um, I'm also, like, I don't have a TV in my bedroom. I don't eat in my bedroom. And you don't play video games. This is interesting. You don't play video games during the semester. No, I don't. I, t- I, I go, I abstain. Um, wow. Yeah. So, like, basically, I read this book, and it was all about um, compartmentalizing your brain. Okay. So, what it is is like the way to maximize your sleep is if you make your bedroom, you, your bedroom is your room for sleep. So, yeah. like, I don't do anything in my bedroom except sleep and like get dressed and stuff. You don't so have a TV. I don't or have. Anything. I don't have a TV in my bedroom. Um, I like my living room. I use my living room for like relaxing. When I do, like, homework, I do it in the office. Like, so I, okay. like, I compartmentalize all of these places because you get into a different mindset. See, now, I, so, I, my room, my apartment, I have, like, my TV in there, my Xbox. I have a TV in the living room, whatever. Um, you know, I don't, I don't fall asleep to TV, um, but I do play TV, watch movies in my room. The reason being is because when I was a kid, when I was a child, I was a very hyper child. Little dick. Yeah. <laughs> my my parents would not let me have a, a TV in my room. They didn't like they oh, didn't let yeah, me have see, a TV. No, I, I grew they up in a house have... that we did not have TVs in our rooms. Yeah. And so it's almost like a like a rebellious kind of f you thing. Right. So like, I, uh, <laughs> that I have a TV. No, so I was the same way. Like legitimately as soon as I was like on my own, I was like, yeah. Of course I'm putting a TV in my exactly, room. I was never dude, allowed yeah. to have one. And then it turns out when I have a TV in my room, I can't sleep because I'm watching TV. So your parents are right. They were right the whole time. My <laughs> parents my parents were very much like um they wanted us to socialize in the house. Like we when we were growing up, mm-hmm. so like just a little tidbit about me. I have yeah. I have three brothers and okay. three sisters. Yeah. So I'm number six of seven. And so like our house was like a like a communal space. Like they didn't want mm-hmm. us to just spend time like in our uh, yeah, room. I wonder if they that's a wanted big us, family. Like we always like we would we would always do our best to like eat dinner together. Mm-hmm. And like when we eat dinner to this day, like if I'm at my parents and I'm eating dinner, like 
I uh, like they get mad if you like pull your phone out during dinner because that's mm-hmm. not that's not that time. The time is for like for you're family. To, like, yeah, that's how my and, like, family. I wonder if that's a big family thing because I have uh, I'm one of five siblings, and my parents shout were out always, to big families. Yeah, my parents were always very not anymore. Big though, on, the world is burning. We we don't have the resources <laughs> on dinner and and like hanging out like. Okay, tonight's a family night. Oh, we're gonna play a board game. Or, right, and like, yeah. oh, you have to be home for dinner. Like, yeah. I don't care where you are. You need yeah. to be home for dinner. Like, and it's and it's um, it's I honestly like I'm super grateful for it now, looking back, because I feel like I have the ability to like converse with people because like yeah. from a young age, it was like you should probably try to keep up on like current events because this is what we're gonna be talking Ex- about. Yeah, at and we would do we do. I remember at the dinner table, we we still <laughs> do it. I'm 23 years old. We do, uh, like. What's a good thing that happened to you today? What's a bad yeah. thing that happened yep, to you today? Yep. You best know, and worst. Best and worst was what yeah. we did. Yeah. yeah. Best wow. and worst part of your day. Yeah, man. And like I am. I'm super grateful for it because like I like I to this day I prefer to do it. Like when I'm awake at home, like I am I'm in the living room. Like I don't spend I don't spend any time in my room. And if I yeah. need to do work, I like I do I do it in the office. Because these are and I like honest to God, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Not that that this is what this podcast is about. <laughs> Call in if you want more advice yeah. from Sam Bone. Um, but, like, legitimately, I'm telling you, I used to be, like, super sloppy in my life. Like, my room was a mess. Like, I was not organized. I was an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's legitimately, like, so you – I got organized, basically. Like, my room – I keep my room really clean. I keep mm-hmm. the house really clean. I have a whiteboard where I, like, plan out my week now. And it's just like I'm so much more productive. It's ridiculous, and I get eight hours of sleep. Everybody, it's from Sam, the life coach. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. You know who else does that? The Rock. So look at his life. Leave Schreiber. (laughs) These names ringing a bell. Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, I don't think Wolf Blitzer does that. (laughs) Wolf Blitzer probably gets four hours of sleep a night because he has to be up at Wolf Blitzer three in the morning. Wolf Blitzer is always on television. <laughs> so pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Well, let's do this betting. Yeah, okay. okay. So, so going to the Oscars. We're so trying go- to talk about this for an hour. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got the time. We got the time. So uh, the favorite for best picture is 1917. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Um, so I can't. I can't give too many thoughts because I haven't actually seen 1917 yet, and I know, don't chastise me, but I'm not a big war movie person, mm-hmm. um, and when I watched Dunkirk, I wasn't as impressed with it, um, and I'm, I'm getting a lot of strong Dunkirk vibes from this movie. So this is this is what I read about 1917. Our producer, El Mago, is saying no. It's not like Mago. You enjoyed Dunkirk. I didn't watch Dunkirk or 1917 or whatever it is, but um, from what I've heard, the reason why it's so popular is because it's one take. Like they did it in. I did hear that. Yeah. Shout out 1917. Our producer is also a film a filmmaker, so she has input here. Mago legitimately knows everything that we don't, and (laughs) probably all all of the things we do know. So she could just do this by herself. Um, so what I read about 1917 is that uh, th- it's it's kind of like the reason people think it's going to win Best Picture is because it is um, it's like a backlash over the streaming services, mm-hmm. right? Like 
Marriage Story, uh, The Irishman. These are Netflix movies. So I guess 1917, the reason why people think it is going to win is because it's like, like, you guys go see movies in theaters. Like, this is art. This is the way movies are supposed to view this. This is the way movies are supposed to be viewed. And I think so that, like, coupled with the fact that Mm -hmm. it's it's just beautiful. I'm sure cinematography wise, it is a stunning movie to watch. Um, I mean, it has an all-star cast, too. I think, I don't know. Uh, it does not have a better cast than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No. but it I does loved ha- Once Upon a Time <laughs> in Hollywood. It does have, yeah. I, I, think, I like those old Hollywood movies, and I think that Tarantino does a good job of, of capturing. Um, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will be the movie that, like, 5, 10, 15 years from now, that'll be the movie that we're like, that holds up. Kind of like the Titanic, where you can go back and watch. Do you think Titanic holds up? <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Titanic is three and a half hours, and the only reason it's worth watching is the last fifteen minutes. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's just a cluster bleep. I think that no, I think that Titanic's a good movie, bro. Right, see, cluster. I was f- the Titanic. I didn't. My parents like didn't make me watch the Titanic. Like, I watched it on my own. Well, yeah, because you had to sneak downstairs for Kate Winslet. You're not right. Nope. You used to have to sneak down for movies, but um, no, I wa- and I was like, wow, this is James Cameron knows what the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. He did with Avatar, and uh, Titanic is a movie that I can be like, that's a good movie. I years from now. I used to think that Titanic was like actually sad, and then I watched it like I don't know two or three years ago, and I was like, I don't think this is very good. I don't. Really? I feel like if if this was 1997 and I was watching this and I was like, oh my god, I had to get three different VHSs to watch this because <laughs> it wouldn't record onto yeah. one. Um, yeah, man, I I just don't think it's that good. Like, I think the final 15 minutes are really good. Do you think? Do you think that? Oh, coupled with Best Picture, um, uh, Joker. Okay, is, gonna, so, is it should that beat out nineteen seventeen? No, you know what I I um I thought Joker was fine. I I so like honest. I think if I were choosing, I would probably give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Parasite. Because Parasite is mm-hmm. so good. Um, I don't think Parasite will win simply because it's a foreign film, and we've seen it like um. No free promo, uh, la- but the Academy uh, doesn't like foreign films. No, like last <laughs> year, last year, did you guys see Roma? It was on Netflix. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It was Alfonso Cuaron. Um, it was a beautiful film. And he got Best Director, but they were like, no, no, we're going to give. Uh, they gave Best Picture to Green Book, which was like no one had even <clears> seen. <throat> it. No, I, th- I swear to God, last year, half of the Oscar movies, I didn't know. I didn't no. hear of them. So, but I'm glad you brought up Joker. I thought Joker was fine, but I thought, um, I. Anyway, the point is, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is the f- overwhelming favorite for best actor, he and I, to. I would be fine yeah. with that because he was brilliant. I think Joker, the 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 movie as a whole, could have been done almost by. If someone handed you this and said, like, you know, this is the story we want, um, it could have been done in any other type of film. I, I read I read that the uh, director, Todd Phillips, um, said that he didn't even want, when this story was pitched to him, he didn't want it to be a superhero movie. He didn't want it to be about the Joker. He wanted it to be about a case study on a, ma- on a mentally ill man. 
I, I think that comes through pretty well because um, I don't even think it's really a superhero movie. Um, like, I wouldn't put it in that category. I wouldn't put it in that category, but I also think it's a bit of a cop out to be like, oh, we're using like he, you know, he's a mentally ill person who tries to use comedy to cope. Like, yeah, I, I, think I just that think that's kind of been the done. movie was good, but it's like again when they tied in, oh, it's like oh, Arkham City Hospital or, or yeah. mental asylum. It's like. That was to me was like, oh, man, I forgot we're watching like a Batman. Well, well right, and movie, what you know, I, it was like it was like uh, Bruce Wayne's father was his father was too. his or supposedly right. or something. I, uh, I think though, Joaquin deserves best actor, uh, simply because dude, that uh, he's, opening he's, scene when he's he was so like good crying and shit. I like I think oh. he probably read the script and like Todd Phillips was probably just like can you just give us like your whole range here yeah. and he did it and he he lost all that weight like it was he looked Oh sick yeah he's like was... uh what uh I can't even think of the word what's it called when your ribs are like poking out em- emaciated oh, like yes. super emaciated yeah, yeah. um I just I don't know like I kind of feel bad though because like yeah he's he's great in Joker but I also kind of feel like like he's been nominated for better movies I think like like I, he should have won when he was Johnny Cash, you know. Yeah, like, and have you seen her? Yeah, her was really her good. Is really good. Although movie. I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, what was her like? 2000 and th- I feel like that. Mm, I feel like the um, yeah. the year he got nominated for her. I feel like um, that that best actor class was kind of like a powerhouse. Um, but her I came out in 2013. Do you know who the other nominees were that year? No, but I feel like was that the year of the. Um, why is it not coming up? Well, wait oh, here we go. Here. All right, so 2013. Okay, uh, 2013. Jesus, yeah, this is loaded. It's Hugh Jackman for Les Miserables. Uh, oh yeah. Did I say that wrong, Mago? Les Miserables. Les Mis. Oh, Skyfall came out. Skyfall's awesome. Um, um, Bradley Cooper for Silver Linings Playbook. Daniel Day Lewis for Lincoln. Joaquin Phoenix, and then Denzel in Flight. So yeah, you're that's right. Loaded. That that's loaded. That's loaded. Um. But yeah, so I I'll be happy to see him get it. Um, I kind of hope he does. Although honestly, it's again I'm looking at the nominees. So it's it's Joaquin, it's Adam Driver, it's Antonio Banderas, it's Leo and Jonathan Price. And I kind of feel like Leo's is the performance that. There's that, no way he's gonna win, dude. He has that curse. So I guess it's he, well he won for the Revenant. He's not gonna win. But bro. remember, uh, so no, he didn't win for. He, he won for the Revenant. Best actor. Yeah, yeah, because remember he gave that wonderful speech about. Oh, he won. I thought he won for. Um, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. So I kind of I do kind of feel like um it's kind of like talking about the MVP, right? Like we give more stock to players that win an MVP when they are on a good team, but so I kind of feel like. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was such a better movie than Joker that I feel like Leo should get bumped up for that. Like, he was awesome, Joaquin was awesome, but Leo's movie was better. But do you think it was a good movie because it's Tarantino and he does his Tarantino thing? Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure, but it's also a great movie because Leo and Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and... I think Leo is a good, good actor. I think, um... Because he plays that struggling actor role in the movie, kind of he lost his. Do you think there's a little bit of truth to his character, where he feels as though maybe I don't have that like boom that it factor in Hollywood anymore? Do you think this is like the last, like the last great Leo movie? 
I don't know. I don't know if I'd say that, but I know he was. He, he's really focused on climate change and, and being an activist right now, which is awesome. It's important because um, the world is. Burning. And you got to think, dude. He's made so many movies, like, and and he's been acting since what, fifteen years old, yeah. sixteen years old. Yeah, but we. I mean, we were talking about that. Like, acting isn't really a profession where you like retire. No, but I think, is he getting burnt out? Maybe. Perhaps. I don't know. Best actress, overwhelming favorite, Renee Zellweger. As uh, portraying Judy Garland in Judy. I haven't seen that I movie. haven't seen it either. But yeah. I'm sure she's fantastic. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Charlize Theron for uh, Bombshells. Yeah. Shirsi Ronan, shout out to Ireland. Shirsi Ronan for um, Little Women. Mm-hmm. And Cynthia Erivo. I don't know what movie she was in. <laughs> I, I like I like Charlize Theron. I think that's how you say her name. Yeah. Um she's a great she plays roles very well. Um I don't know if she'll get best actress. I think it'll go to Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Uh Did you like Marriage Story? Uh yeah, it's really sad. It it's like such a character study of two people that are just so yeah. broken over each other. So speaking speaking of Marriage Story, um Laura Dern is the favorite for best supporting actress for mm-hmm. her role in Marriage Story. Um yeah, I liked I I liked Marriage Story, but it didn't really, like, move the needle for me. Like, it was kind of like Joker, right? Like, I thought it was fine. I thought yeah. it was fine. It's. I think it's also one of those situations you may have to have been in or or be I in. have never gone through a divorce. No. Uh, <laughs> me neither. But I think the, you know, Adam Driver's monologues, uh, there's that scene where they're they're arguing. And he's he's just like, I hate you so much. Like... I could have had this life, mm-hmm. and and he punches the wall and yeah, becomes a a meme, and I <laughs> and that's the mark of a good movie. Yeah, a meme. How meme many ability? memes do you a meme ability? <laughs> you know who doesn't have that? Once upon a time in Hollywood. That's, that's why it's but I lose think best that, that that uh, feeling has been felt pos- by a lot of people. Oh yeah, yeah, and they do an excellent job of capturing it. Um, but like I said, I just I don't know. I didn't like. I feel like normally. The movies that I end up rooting for, there's a moment where like I get that like goosebump like release of endorphins in from my brain yes. type moment where I'm just like, oh man, like this is a good I movie. am feeling things. And I I didn't I didn't, didn't get, get that from, from Marriage Story. I didn't get it from Marriage Story. Um Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Alright, what's next? What's this on this list? Uh Best Supporting Actor, Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the favorite. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, Tom Hanks, and Anthony Hopkins. That's a, I mean, that's a hell of a that's category. That's a big category. It's a, it's the heavy hitters. Um, but is it, is it Brad Pitt? Al Pacino is for, oh my gosh, uh, Irishman. Yeah, yeah. Best, uh, best director. Sam Mendes is the favorite for 1917, and that that seems yeah. probably like a lock. Although you know what, I will say, um, I'm a little disappointed Tarantino because I don't, I'm, Tarantino's never won for best director. He's got two screenplays. He won Best Original Screenplay for Pulp Fiction, and I believe he won for Inglorious Bastards. Either Inglorious mm-hmm. Bastards or Django, but he had a that like. Curse. Um, I don't think they'll ever give him Best Director. Uh, but you know who should win it, in my opinion, mm. is Bong Joon Ho, who directed yes. Parasite. Yeah, I would. That and, would be awesome. To you see. know what? That is that is Best Director. Oftentimes, is like the sympathy award that the Academy will throw out. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, Parasite won't win Best Picture, but we'll but give you Best, Best Director. Director. Um, Todd Phillips is 
in this Joker. category, but he's he's uh he's plus ten thousand, so he's Uh-oh. he's a long shot. Yeah, it's Sam Mendes, Bung Joo Ho, Quentin Tarantino, Scorsese, and then Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips is a good director. He makes really good yeah. movies. Yeah, but I don't think this. I mean, year they're all excellent he'll, directors. He'll cinch you know? the. I no no, he's uh but yeah so that's uh I mean those are the big ones we can get into. You know, like original screenplay, Parasite is the favorite, so that's exciting. Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, you know what? Marriage Story Marriage Story is nominated for this. Noah Baumbach, he might have a shot here because I think people really like the writing of Marriage Story. Yeah, that's um, what makes it a good movie is that the the writing in it. Like that's what I meant when I said it's authentic. Well, I feel like I feel like you can kind of see the writing there being like Adam Driver's character like that's just Noah Baumbach. Like that's all on the page, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, like an Adam Driver is really talented. But like I think you know, I think a lot of that Adam Driver was in that that movie with uh, what's his name, man? Where, where they where they robbed the the NASCAR? Um, Daniel Craig was oh, in it. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, was that was a pretty fun movie. That was a great. That was my first like kind of introduction to Adam Driver, um, and I really. I really, really enjoyed him in that, and I think your introduction. I'm trying to think of the first time I saw Adam Driver. I Logan think it was, Lucky. That's what the I think it was. Called. Maybe um, he was in the adaptation of "This Is Where I Leave You." Did you ever see that? Mm-mm. It's a great novel. The movie was awful. It was, <laughs> and I, I was super excited for it too because the novel is beautiful and heart wrenching. And then the they made it into a movie, and it was it was starring um, Tina Fey. And Adam Driver, Fay. yeah, yeah, it was a big cast. There was an oh, um, who had the lead? Oh my god, I can't think of it. This is gonna bug me. Was it like a rom com? Kind of. It's more so. Basically, what it is is like so. There's it's a Jewish family in New England, and their father dies, and so his l- final request is that they have to sit shiva. So that's uh, it's a practice where you have to come home and like you sit for seven days. And like oh. people come in and like hmm. it's kind of like a wa- it's like a wake like yeah, an extended yeah. wake, um, so all the adult <clears throat> children have to come home and they you know they have a whole bunch they of have their lives and right this and that. so it's like things play oh, out but you. it's a uh, it's a really the the novel's excellent the movie was terrible <laughs> just awful but Adam Driver's in that sorry um, Adam Driver well he then, did the whole Marine he was a Marine before yeah he was, I didn't know that that's yeah. cool. Uh, his yeah. picture's hysterical. Have really? Seen the picture? I don't think I have. He's got a shaved head, and his ears are just huge. They're so big. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Yeah. That yeah, Jesus. <laughs> you know what else Adam Driver was in? Was um, Black Klansman from Spike Lee last year? That movie, movie was awesome. It was scary to watch because it was, it was frightening. It's so, like, it's, it's literally... That like, was, wow, people think like this. Spike was. I was so happy that he won best original screenplay for that. Yeah, because yeah. that was so good. Okay, I love Black Klansman, and I was watching it in my living room, and my mom was in the other room, and she was like, "What are you watching?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess there's a lot of hard ends in there that you're just hearing." <coughs> I'm gonna say, I mean, these are all the shoe ins, uh, maybe except for my my best actress, but I'm gonna say 1917. I think Maybe I'll watch it. I'll watch it before Sunday. Yeah. I'll watch it before Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joaquin for Joker for Best Actor. I think that's fair. And Scarlett Joe for uh, Marriage Story. You're going to take Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. All right. Um, Searcy Ronan? I love Searcy Ronan. Is that how you say it? Searcy. Searcy? Searcy. Okay. 
it she means might, hope she might in win Gaelic. for for I my I watch him. My sisters were watching Little Women. Little Women um, was excellent. Greta Gerwig is perhaps the best filmmaker we have in America right now. And so she, and and so I just saw bits and pieces. Um, um but I, from what I saw, I mean, she is a good. She's really good. Lady Bird was. I I that's love just Sam's favorite Shirsa movie. Ronan. Like legitimately, <laughs> if I could like marry one actress right now, it would be Shirsa Ronan. One, because she's fantastic at her job. Two, she seems like a super cool person. And three, she's got that Irish brogue that's just like, you know, melts your heart. Wow. All right, what are your three, top three? Okay, so I, I, uh, I'll i take, you took 1917 for Best Picture? Mm-hmm. So to make it interesting, I'll take Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Um, best Actor, yeah, I'll, I'll take Joaquin on that. That seems like it's probably locked in. Yeah. Um, best director, I'm gonna take uh, Bung Joo Ho, because I think that's what'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, best actress, it was it was Renee Zellweger was the favorite, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't do best director. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Zellweger. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll take, side with you on best director though as well, because I think they'll give him that. Yeah. 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 Um, I hope he does. I I loved Parasite. I'll be sad if Parasite goes away, goes home empty-handed. So it's exciting. It's, do you get into? Uh, do you watch the red carpet? Um, mm, no, not really. So uh, I watch the interviews sometimes. Like I, I'll have it on while I'm making um, bean dip. <laughs> you gonna make bean dip for the Oscars? Yeah. Just over any big event. For our listeners, uh, last time, <laughs> uh, my favorite, okay, yeah, my favorite food probably in is bean dip. My favorite, favorite party, food? no, my favorite party food is probably bean dip. What do you What do you think your favorite regular food is? That's a tough question. Want to go there? Favorite regular food? Yeah, I yeah, I want to go there. I'm gonna push the envelope. <laughs> That's dude, a tough. I question. don't know. It's a really bro. tough question. If I had to pick, like, God, dude, I, w- I want to say pizza, like, so badly, but then I, f- I sound like a shitty American, like, I s- I'm, like, so uncultured, like, pizza, you know, you but know, it's so You know good. what, though? Pizza is excellent. <laughs> like, it's, it is really good. It's so good. Um, I don't know. Uh, tortellini. Tortellini? With cheese and oh. five cheese marinara sauce. That's your favorite food. That's really good. Have you ever had it? You know, okay, so here's a here's a hot take for you. I actually don't like pasta that much. I know, okay, that's the reaction I get from everybody. Um yeah, I just don't I don't I get eat in pasta every day. Not because I'm it's because I'm broken It's in because college, you're bulking actually. for the Olympics. You're, sw- <laughs> you're swimming twelve miles a day. Um no, I just I just don't like pasta that much. Like I've never been that into it. Um like I, I look I really enjoy like a, a mac and cheese. But um, that's I, pasta. It's yeah, literally I, pasta. I know, I know, I know. That's why I included it. <laughs> I didn't just pull that randomly. You, but you, all you have to do is add marinara sauce. So you don't like marinara sauce. I, I don't generally get that into Italian food. Um, I, I like Italian food every so often. I rarely like. Uh, I even over like over the winter holidays. Um, a lot of my family was in town, so we yeah. went out to like a like a nice dinner, and it was at an Italian restaurant. I got a steak. What restaurant? Uh, Kaleo's. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, but like it's like a, it's a really it's a really it's nice, a really nice place. It's a really nice Italian steak, place. Dude? I got a steak. It was delicious. 
you seem like a steak or like a like a like a sausage guy. Like you like well, I mean, yeah, like, like I I love Polish, like a bratwurst. Like um what's your favorite food, Samuel? Um well, I think we covered this last time. I love all Mexican food. All like all Mexican oh, food. Oh, you did say I that. I can eat Mexican food every Bean dip single is day. Mexican food. That might be debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because Tostinos makes it doesn't make like I don't. I make it. I mash up the beans. We'll need to. We'll put the recipe on the uh, social media page. Okay. Um, for the best bean dip. For the best bean dip. I'm telling you, Richard's best bean dip. One time I ate bean dip like a whole. So okay. You know what time. else? Other food I love is I think is super underrated mm. is just soup. Soup's like a perfect food. <laughs> it's got. Liquid and food. Like like chicken noodle soup? No, no. Chicken noodle soup is so f***ing basic. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm talking about... I like, like, some hearty, like, potatoes and steak. Oh, my God. I love around, mm -hmm. like, November. It starts to get real cold. Do you dip the bread in soup? weather. Oh, yeah. You get a nice, crusty bread. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Talking about, like, a potato soup. Sometimes I imagine... Talking about a chowder. I'm, like... I'm like s- sitting like in a shack in the middle of winter, and I'm dipping bread into my oh, soup. And God. like, I've never gone ice fishing, but I think I would go ice fishing if I knew it would, there would be like a big bowl of soup at the end of it. Yes. So yeah. I think that was a we definitely learned a lot. I agree. I think we had a little bit better. Uh, I don't know. For those, if you are listening, you Thank know, you. send in. We're gonna try and get up. We're gonna try and get up uh, an, an an Instagram account or a social media account. Um. We'll, we'll try and get the links up, uh, you know, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whatever we can get it on. And then Richard's going to run it because I don't let us know. <laughs> let us know if you do listen or if you even listen to five minutes of it, yeah. what we can improve on, what we. What is it? Let's like rate, subscribe, all that. Yeah. Like, follow us. All the uh, things. Leave comments. If liminal you want. space. Yeah. yeah let, let us know. Any Gen Alpha toddlers out there. We're going to try and get <laughs> we're going to try and get out like what, two episodes or two half hour, one, one we're gonna, hour. We're going to shoot for two episodes a week um, because, well, it's mostly just fun, but also because. Yeah. We want to get the ball rolling. Get and, the ball and rolling. Get people interested. So anyways. Thanks again. Yeah, everybody. I think I think we learned a lot. I think we grew. I think we changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we Mago, have anything? At our destination. Nothing from Mago. Just so. All right. Um, but legitimately, big shout out to Mago, the producer. Without her, so we this wouldn't would, be possible. It wouldn't we be was, possible. It was a very serendipitous yeah. encounter, as Sam Seren- said yesterday. Yeah, it's the universe works in serendipitous ways, and uh, you know, shout out to Bob Holderer. <laughs> for making the schedule that made this possible. All right. All right. Well, I'm Sam Bowen. I'm Richard Gibson. This has been Liminal Space. Peace.